Okay, welcome to another episode of The Visual Div. I'm Matt, and I'm here with my co-host, Aline. Co-host? Co-host, Aline. How are you doing, Aline? Sorry about that. <laughs> You're co-host. So, I, first of all, I was demoted to co-host, and now I'm just demoted further to coast. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's like a Freudian slip, because I do live on the coast. <laughs> yeah, I also, I also live on the coast, technically, as well, so... We're, we're just coasters. We're coasters. Yeah, we're just coasting through life. But doom. We're, we're p- podcast coasters. <laughs> we'll have to Pod we'll have coasters. to check with um, podcast pod coasters. I think I think we might have to check with our podcast ho- uh, consultant uh, Jack Redley as if that is an actual permitted term to use, or we might have re- invented something that we we just have to. Claim as our own. Should we just rebrand to the podcast? <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely updating my LinkedIn um, with. I'm a web Webflow dev. I'm a a mentor. I, I put that on recently, which is quite funny. And um, and I'm a coaster, a podcaster. A podcaster. Yeah, I reckon I get a few uh, intriguing. Likes, comments. Welcome to the podcast.fm. <laughs> no, 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 it's not a podcast. We are podcasters. Oh, podcasters. Yeah, anyone can be a podcaster. We, we can't, like, we can't actually nail down that brand. It's like, it's a, it's a verb, isn't it? Well, We're a podcaster. I was kind of thinking that we were podcastinators. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... Does that is that got a, a basically a it means that we're just pro, like recording our chat where we do nothing. It's like pretend working. <laughs> <laughs> and by the by, our, it, <laughs> by virtue of the fact that we recorded and posted, it means we've technically done work, but we're not. We're just podcastinating. <laughs> podcast. The reason we're doing our a podcastinator is so we yeah, we put off all the other work. Yeah. yeah okay. So this is a great way to generate um, some interest in what we do. So if there's any clients out there, you would love to know that we <laughs> we don't actually do much work. <laughs> we no, we have lots of work, but we'd rather chat chat to each other. Yeah, about. I think uh, this is what happens hey. when you're working remotely and you're just like looking at four walls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, like we're we're two minutes fifty seconds in and. We've got to follow Jack's advice this time, which is tell people what we might be talking about. Now, we don't actually know what we're going to talk about, so it's a bit hard to do. But what might we talk about in the next uh, 10, 15, 20, 60 minutes? Uh, well, there was a there was a bit of kerfuffle there on the old Twitter the cuff, the cuff off. The I love that. And the Twitter spaces, <laughs> Twitter sphere there last week. Um, yeah, there was, there was just a bit of chat about uh, getting strikes on YouTube and create content creation and where do you draw the line between promotion and work being, you know, uncredited and, and that kind of stuff. So, and there was tons of different opinions on it. And even it kind of brought me to uh, brought me around to remembering a time where I did a. We mentioned before that I've done a few jobs for helicopter leasing companies, 
and in the most recent one we just did one there during the summer and in the research phase of that we found that a pretty sizable helicopter I don't know if it's a manufacturing company or a leasing company, but a, heli- a company in the helicopters economy had literally copied our design, our hero image design, pretty much down to the T, but not only the hero design, they, they did the exact same photo. <laughs> and it was just like, <laughs> what? And I said it to the designer that I was working with, and he kind of brushed it off by saying it's um, the best form of flattery. And we didn't take it any further, but it was like, it was a bit jarring. I was like, whoa, that is, that's what we designed for this other company last year. And then I was kind of thinking about it. Like we didn't have exclusive rights to the photo. And then, yeah, there was a few kind of things there where maybe we, I don't know if we would have had a case, but we didn't follow it any further. Um, But yeah, it's um, just interesting. I, I don't know what we should have done, what we shouldn't have done, but anyway, we we just took it as a compliment and left. But <laughs> probably not the most successful approach. I don't know. But uh, no, well, but yeah, I, I think it like there, there might. I think that there, there's a different scale. I think like we were talking about it offline earlier, weren't we? About the um, the small guy and and the big guys, you know. We like recently with the with the rugby world cup they the owners of the con like the footage from all the video from the all the games um was being very very strict on who could use that footage mm. so in previous world cups you get a lot of um let's call them armchair pundits but really good armchair pundits who would look at a game and after that game spend two or three hours chopping footage putting little commentary, little notes and all sorts of stuff on this and releasing it and people would lap it up. It was brilliant. You'd get, and and it was it was amazing because you'd just get lots of different insights. It wouldn't just be the insights you get off the main media stations that were showing the game. You would get some really smart insights from, from bedroom keyboard warriors, essentially. And what happened this year was um, World Rugby went, Nah. You're not allowed to use any footage. Nah, nada. And they started striking YouTube channels all over the place. It started wasn't banning it videos. Was, and... It was even just people was everywhere, posting things it? on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it was original yeah. content. So the only stuff that didn't get struck was one's own footage from the rugby matches. That that's it. Yes, if you were yeah, if you're in the stadium and you could you, you had it in your own phone and it was an original, then mm. it was permitted. But but what the reason I say that is because World Rugby are a you know they're they're big, they're huge, they've got enough money and lawyers behind them to to go around striking people. Whereas when it came down to your example there, you know you're a, say you're a team of two. Got a dev and a designer, and you, in good faith, you're building for a, a client who may, I don't know, 10, 15 grand project. You, you design it, you build it, and then a fellow 10 or 15 grand project gets built by someone else using exactly the same design and, to all intents and purposes, the same kind of build. You can't go around going, Hey guys, look, I'm going to take you to court, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But in the media landscape now where we've got YouTube and Twitter and, um, you know, Snapchat and TikTok, 
I always call it toxic because I'm not entirely sure what TikTok is yet. That's I'm because you're in your 40s. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that there are automated ways to strike people, essentially. And what I mean by striking is that, you know, you can complain about someone hmm. and then that platform has to take a stance on whether they um, register that as a, a valid complaint. And then there's things like in, on YouTube, if you get three complaints, three, three strikes, then your channel can be taken down mm. and banished to the cupboards forever. And the same with Twitter, you know, like sometimes accounts just disappear from Twitter and no one knows why. It's because they've said something or retweeted something or like, and it's, and it's crazy. Um, but it's, it, it means that actually that if you produce content and then someone else goes and takes that content, whether it's by mistake or whether it's it's not intentional or it hasn't got any um, malice to it, that person can go and go, hey, I, you're not allowed to do that and, and file a report on YouTube or Twitter or wherever. And people can take down really valid use cases of using media. And that's what's happened, I think, um, in the last week or so in the, in the more the educational spaces like people are and it's actually it's odd because I, I got into Webflow through um, a platform called Makerpad and Makerpad was a community of people um, a guy called Ben Tossel who subsequently sold it to Zapier but his thing was I'm going to build clones of Airbnb and I'm going to build mm. a clone of this and clone and he showed people how to do it now he he didn't copy stuff it, it, like Airbnb is a publicly available website. He took inspiration from that and said, look, you know, you, here's a property and here's an image and here's a title and here's a rating. And I'm going to show you how to build it with no code tools. And in that instance, you, Airbnb might go, oh, well, you're not allowed to copy my design. We've spent millions on a design team and design workshops. And But in that instance, they, they, they're probably not going to go after someone like Ben or make a pad. But when it comes to the individual design of client sites, so someone has paid me to design a site for them. And then a couple of weeks later, or a couple of months later, someone else has taken that exact design and applied it to another helicopter website, for example. It's a murky ground because it's, it's like, who, who owns that design? Um, like, is it is it nasty to go and copy people's stuff? You know, the world of Dribble is full of, you know, Dribble was based off people put up designs and other people kind of mimic them with a slight twist. So it's it's a really interesting thing, and I guess the the educational space is even even more complex, where you might use or you might see a, a website that you think is, oh man, this is so cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna teach people how to build it in. Squarespace, I'm going to teach people how to build it in Webflow. I'm going to teach people how to do it in Framer. Like, that's, an, that's a positive for the community. But when you look under the skin, is it a negative for the first the person or the agency that built it in the first place, that did all that, that hard work of working out, you know, what, what, des what design system to use, the, the way it looks, the feel, the UX, the UI, everything like that. And then someone else comes along and goes, Hey, don't worry. In two hours in this tutorial, you can build it yourself, and then everyone starts using that design. It's 
I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's like it's such a murky area. Um, well, that I think. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel. You, well, I I know I was pretty pissed off when I saw what I saw <clears throat> with that other um, with that bigger company, and um, I suppose you you kind of accidentally touched on something there. You could. I can show you in two hours how to do this. Like it's much easier to reverse engineer something than it is to come up with something new. And and like we are all standing on the shoulders of giants. Like we are all borrowing and adapting our, our builds and our designs based off of previous iterations. And things are in trend and things are in vogue. And, and styles and fashions kind of move you know, every six months there'd be something new and shiny that we're, we're all trying to do or implement. Um, but yeah, it's so uh, complex, I suppose. Like if it's an exact replica, like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty tough to take. If it's um, a reverse engineering of it, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the, well, I don't know what, where, the kind of the line is with these kind of things um it's really yeah it's a really strange kind of environment to be exposed to and be in this kind of that this kind of situation so yeah like it's a i suppose when it comes to things like youtube and their what you were saying about their striking rules it's such like the rules aren't grey, the rules are black and white, but the world of YouTube is so grey, because yeah, <laughs> I, like for example, if you if you dare try and do anything with a Guns N' Roses song, try and teach a Guns N' Roses song, try and do a review on a Guns N' Roses song, that video is guaranteed going to get demonetized, absolutely. And I don't know who the company is that owns the rights to Guns N' Roses, but they're very, very strict. But then there's other music out there that you can make as much money as you want through YouTube and the, their lawyers won't come after you. But there's no reason why they can't. And this is why it's the world of YouTube is so interesting because there is a lot of incredible content out there that is based off of other people's work. And... It only is a problem when the someone decides to enforce those rules, and you, one hundred percent, as a creator, you could be completely blindsided. You could do something ten, twenty, a hundred times, and no one says anything, and you're just like, you, in complete good faith, you believe you're doing something that is, you know, beneficial or positive, and then you could just be like what how did that happen what i didn't know i was doing something wrong i didn't realize that but, yeah, yeah but it's like with all these social media platforms you're signing up to it and you're just like click yeah i accept that i accept that i accept that and before you know it you're accepting that you're you know if you do something wrong that you have to give away your firstborn child like you know you, you don't even realize the the tos that you're signing up to so yeah it, it's um, yeah yeah it's it's um it's it's funny there's something on the radio not to not to go off offline but an offline example was um an irish artist uh painted 
the like the Heinz baked beans tins, like the Heinz range, you know, that had tomato ketchup and this and the famous Heinz stuff, you know. Um, and they were in Dublin, actually, at one of the art fairs. Well, not even an art fair. It's like an art market that happens once a month, you know, last Sunday of the month. And this uh, very, um, very well turned out lawyer walked up to this lady and said, uh, excuse me, I'm I'm from Heinz and um, you are selling prints of a trademarked um, image. In fact, three or four of your paintings are, and she was selling them for, you know, 20 bucks or something. No. I said, yeah, um, you, please, can you stop that? Anyway, she took the details of the um, the artist. It turns out that the artist said, yeah, okay, sorry. Okay, I'm not going to do any more of these. Turns out in the meantime, the lawyer had sent this report or this observation to headquarters and the headquarters in the US had gone, oh my, we love these paintings. Can we can we have them for our boardroom? And Amazing. wind wind on 10 years, this artist is had would is now being commissioned and she does a range of Heinz art that go on uh, tea towels on cups on wow. like they were sold in in John Lewis in the UK you know one of the biggest um, department stores in the UK you could go in and buy her art on a Heinz commissioned piece of like a tea towel or a tote bag or and they're one of the biggest non-food items that Heinz sells what? and she is she is load like she doesn't need to go to the art market anymore that's so, that, i i was um, i was about to get really like frustrated and mad they're like oh, the big <laughs> corporation is taking down this tiny little artist i'm never eating beans again <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna go buy some heinz beans <laughs> Jeez, I'm, I'm but it, fickle, aren't I? <laughs> no but it but it's but that's that's I, I guess that's the thing is like the difference between you saying I'm never going to buy Heinz beans, Heinz baked beans, and you wanting to buy a, a truckload of them is so, f- the line is so fine. Mm. And it depends what happens after, because there could be someone going, hey, do you know what? I'm going to rebuild your site and I'm going to show you how to do it. And that by the creator is like, what? You you want to use my site? Uh, you? You want to use my site? You're going to use my site in your example? That's amazing. Oh, well, Anything I can do, I'm going to retweet that. Hey, go and see so and so. He built my design. Da 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 da. You know, and it's that's a great thing. On the other hand, you could have someone who goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not allowed to use my site. That's it. No, 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 no. My site is my site. That's it." And it's it it doesn't come down to there is a law, but the who prosecutes on that law, who make who enforces that law is is almost like. You're a, you're a defendant and saying, I'm, I want to charge that person with a crime against me. If that doesn't happen, no one, you know, there's no sort of, I, I think that that's, that's copyright little, police out there, you know, that's a little bit simplistic, but you're, you are right, but it is simplex. I'm a simple guy. I'm <laughs> Alien. I'm a simple guy, <laughs> but the, the, the potential for this issue is far more complex. I'll just like have a mind experiment here. Um, I'm selling my services to X helicopter corporations limited, whatever the hell they are. And I'm guaranteeing them a unique experience that they will have 
no other company in the world will ever have this website because I don't use templates. We design from the ground up based off of your business needs. Blah, blah, blah. And then there's a three, four-month process of starting, like, how do we get it from zero to hero? We get it launched. We get it delivered. You get a handshake. You get a review. They're like, you're the guy. We, we, we took a risk. We trusted in you. And, and in all this process, there's contracts signed. And maybe they come back and say, would you sign this contract to say that you cannot use this work again? You know, yeah. I'm just thinking like of situations that I've been in. And then next thing, there's an email or a phone call from Billy, the CEO of Big Helicopters Corporate Limited going, you guaranteed me that this was unique and would never be used again. And this designer that knows you or whatever has now reverse engineered it. Like, if I got that email, I would be fucking terrified, even though it's nothing to do with me. And I would do everything in my power to make sure that that whatever that legal situation doesn't land land on my shoulders. And I at that in in that in, like just going from my experience and what I've had to do building stuff for people who are you know medium to large sized businesses that's the stuff you're dealing with you send them a contract guaranteeing them stuff they come back and send you a contract there's ndas there's all sorts of stuff um and you know if they decide to like i couldn't fight that that power if someone came to me and it would terrify me you know um so yeah but at the same time i can empathize with someone making an honest mistake and not intending to be uh not intending to do something maliciously and having their whole work their whole like back catalog being um being at jeopardy you know it's it's a as you said there like it is it does depend on who who puts the weight in a particular direction but like i would not want to deal with the lawyers of a big company that I've worked with, uh, because I wouldn't win. I'm not big enough, and if I could, yeah, it would no, be a heap of money. I think I think you highlight though that if you think about you, you, you've got the David versus Goliath example there, you know, but in a lot of instances you've got David versus David, and I'm not saying even David versus David. You've just got David and David, you know, mm. um, two relatively unknown small um creators doing what they do in creating stuff and they just happen to use different props at different times to inspire their creative process so for example one person might go on to dribble and go oh look um, um dribble's a bad example because i know dribble's kind of going out of fashion but um they use a similar site Excuse and me. go dribble is an Incredible website, and if they choose to sponsor us, we... <laughs> Matt, can you stop bagging on companies? Dribble has been revamped, and it's it's on its way back. It's on its way back. It needs a bit of help. It might need to sponsor a few podcasts to get right back to the top. And you know, we're coming up on a hundred downloads, Dribble. So like, <laughs> we're talking bang for buck here. <laughs> um, Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So. so, so um, so creator A, let's let's call him, um, 
uses Dribble and gets inspired by lots of other creative works from other creators out there and uses that work to educate their design. And they create this fantastic design that, you know, takes education from inspiration. It takes education from the brief from the client, takes inspiration from their ideas. And boom, there's a, what is seen as a unique piece of uh, website design. Mm. And then someone else comes along and goes, wow, that's, that's really, really cool. Um, that's doesn't need like, like anything with the web, that doesn't need to be just existing on this thing for these users. I'm going to go and use this as an inspiration for teaching a certain technique or a certain approach to something. And they go away and they just say, Hey, look, like X, Y, and Z, I'm going to just show you how they did it. Or I'm going to show you how to do a similar effect. And, and they just do that. And there's no intent or purpose of like, hey, I'm going to show you how to copy this or I'm going to steal the design here or steal this or steal that. It's just a case of I'm using it as a prop to do my creative thing, which is where I add value, which is I'm really good at teaching you certain techniques and how to do things. It's like, okay, well, teachers around the world use books written by lots of other people. And I guess there's a little bit of sort of permission based. If I buy a book, I can use it to teach my kids in the classroom this, you know? Well, I think there's there's a very, very distinct difference. I'm purchasing a book, you're purchasing a license essentially. Whereas yeah. you know, like it's we're getting into tricky terms. But but, but like, no, but you're not I don't but you're not purchasing a license. You're you're purchasing you're put there when you buy a book, you're you're purchasing the right to read what is provided okay, you're we're, not we're, actually we're, get, we're getting into different no 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 I, I don't know but this is where but this is where the new media stuff becomes so complex and as you said like the, the youtube thing is complex because um we need to get a lawyer on here to ex- explain no we don't that, that'd be really boring um we need we need to like with a book i'm I'm reading what's between the lines, but it's very rare. Well, yeah, it's very rare. You're not reading between the lines of the book. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm reading the lines. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm kind of like, I kind of semi dyslexic. So I, I probably was reading between the lines. Yeah. Um, and that's why I didn't do too well at school, but, um, um, I wasn't reading anything at school to be honest. Um, I was just drawing stuff, but uh, no, um, what I'm saying is you then can't go and take chunks of that thing and use it as your own. And I think that's fair. But it's the same in, in the online world now. It's like if you're demoing something or using it as a prop, using that as a prop in a positive manner, I think it's great. What what happens is if someone feels threatened that you, the stuff you're showing someone how to do using their example might stop them, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling here, but if I created a, a design and I sold it to a client and then someone came along and said, look, I'll show you how to do that. And then they could do that. And therefore they could sell it to, to another client who otherwise would have come to me. That starts to become a business problem that actually starts to impact lots of Davids mm-hmm. because, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's like the AI stuff. The AI stuff is an interesting, well, you know, like Framer have got this thing where you can copy whole websites into their website it's like whoa 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 like this that's you're facilitating this in a in a big way like the html to webflow thing 
people can now, you know, there's a way you can get H, uh, like websites into Figma. And then from Figma, you can get it into Webflow. Before you know it, someone has just facilitated copying of whole tranches of pages that you could pass off as your own. Now, that, that I think is obviously not acceptable. But it's when you're teaching people using props. Um, like, whether you give credit or not, I think giving credit is just the smart thing to do. It's just the nice thing to do. It's the moral thing to do. But whether it's should be seen as a an illegal thing to do is such a such a hard thing it's not like you know like your guns and roses things like teaching kids how to play guns and roses shouldn't be a crime well it's it's probably right. actually the guitar shops all around the world that just don't want yeah. <laughs> played in the guitar shop anymore so i think yeah. it's actually yeah. a conspiracy of collective guitar shop owners who are striking the teaching of sweet child of mine <laughs> but yeah, I think like I think I'm going to just finish on this. Like, if I spent three months designing and producing something, and then I saw it reverse engineered in a 20 minute video for anybody to use, I might find there's there's two ways I could look at it, like. I could be like, oh, wow, that's amazing. I'm so proud that someone has taken my work. But I could also see a part of me that's like, you're taking bread off the table here for me because that took me three months and now you've just showed someone else how to do it in 20 minutes. The person that I charged three months work to will be like, he can do it in 20 minutes. Why did I charge you so much money? There's so many potential implications. But at the same time, I could be like, this is so cool that my work is getting promoted it really depends on what the the catalyst of that emotion is like are you getting stick from the client is the client super proud that the work is being promoted you don't know what's going on and i could see myself going both directions i could see my and i could see myself being sharing it and being like oh my god this is amazing my work has been shared and then next week like becoming a devil and hating it because my client is pissed off with me it and like we're the complexity of this is the complexity of the human mind and our our egos and our emotions and i could literally be thanking one person one week and suing them the next week because i because of the situation that i'm currently in so i think that's the only way that i can summarize it yeah it's it's super no. tough i feel bad for the creator and in a sense, I can empathize from where the, the the original designer developer is coming from as well. Um yeah, it's 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 fucking tough. Yeah, no, I I think I'm completely with you to be honest. It's um it's a case of it maybe it's not even the, the law, it's a case of 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 credit and and communication and, and asking. If someone comes to you and go Aline, like, I really like your helicopter website. Would you mind if I use it in my classroom to teach X, Y, and Z? Because it's it's a really good landing page and it does X, Y, and Z. And and you can turn around and go, yeah, no problem. Or you could turn around and go, do you know what? Give me give me a few days. I'm just going to speak to my client and ask them what they think about that, and then I'll get back to you. And as long as that one there's communication and two there's respect for the for the decision 
of the people involved go go ahead but it's it's about asking you know you don't just go and like my little guy doesn't go and just take the bike that's out on the street that's to ride it's like we go and knock on the door and say can he use your bike can he use your kid's bike for 20 minutes and they go yes or no it's his birthday present and doesn't want anyone using it da 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 whatever the thing might be it's all about that and if that doesn't happen then I suppose there needs to be a, a mechanic so the original creators and or clients have a way to flag that they they're not happy with this so I guess that's yeah, you're right. It's like that. There's complexities behind the creation of anything, and as long as those complexities are allowed to have an airing, then then we should be in a good place. Because as you said, like you could say yes, yeah, no problem. Go and go and teach how I did this, and then the the client a week later says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You didn't ask me," and and we're back to square one. So yeah, I I tend to agree with you there. It's um. We could have we could have said that in ten minutes to be honest. We, yeah, taking thirty minutes to, to come to hey we hey. <laughs> and dribbling. I thought, I enjoyed that though. What I... the, this is what the world wants. <laughs> <laughs> thirty minutes to get to one point. <laughs> you know, you know, there's um, like was I was I explain? Yeah, no, we talked about it the other day about you've got a um that that company um put on a track on Spotify that oh yeah played through the night. Silent music, so they would get paid for a certain amount of length on that. Maybe that's what we've just... We've made the 30-minute mark, which means we we qualify for the the uh, podcast top 10 charts now. Really? And um, I, I don't know. <laughs> we we <laughs> might get another you swimming... You could have kept me going there. I was just like, what? No way. Do we start getting paid now? What? <laughs> you could have like, you could have spun me a complete yarn there and I'd have just been like, oh God, this, this podcasting thing is great. We've just hit 30 minutes. Now we make money. <laughs> we're in the top 10. Matt says we're in the top 10. What, hey, what we do though, we do get, and probably we'll get another badge for our swimming trunks. Another badge? Nice. Yeah, you know, Transistor give out badges. Uh, oh, they're yeah. Not, they're you're not gonna, real. You're yeah. going to start selling bomber jackets in our merch store. Yeah, so Corey Runnels, as um, he really mocked up the superhero, the flow man, flow man. Um, yeah, he he mocked up a bomber jacket with the badges on. Nice. And obviously, we'll have to run this past him. But no, if we're, we have another we're just going to take the design and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I think I'm. <laughs> we need to go. We need to go. No, anyway. Um, yeah, thanks for listening and. Um, Ali and I'll catch you later in the week, no doubt. Yeah, man, that was um, that was good. It was it was a tricky one to navigate, um, but yeah, with your skill set, uh, you know, it's 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 everything is manageable. <laughs> and in right traditional Irish um, tradition. <laughs> goodbye, 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 goodbye,